Welcome to Will Talks. In this podcast, we focus on all things that pertain to the Christian life and living. I am your host, Will Ferguson, pastor of Temple Baptist Church in Canton. I am glad you can join us. Okay, the the Sermon on the Mount, it starts in chapter 5 of Matthew and goes all the way through Matthew chapter 7. And I really, uh, really love the Sermon on the Mount, the the nuggets that Jesus uh, teaches as he goes through here. And also, when we talk about the Christian life, when when we're, we're striving to live the way that Christ would want us to live, we need to take serious what we see in this uh, this mount, the sermon on this the mountain that Jesus preaches, because these are these are things coming from Him, and we're 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 seeing the values that Jesus has, and so, and so in this in this uh, reading today, we're gonna th- this reading we're gonna look at in Matthew chapter six, verse twenty five through thirty four, and um, hopefully uh, I can answer some of your questions. But this is really uh, this is a really challenging portion, so I'm, I'm sharing with you tonight. Uh, as I am sitting in my office, it's Monday night, I'm sharing with you out of this, hopefully um, will help you and help me as we, we look through this. Let me read these verses. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which... Today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven. Will he not so much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. All right, so we get into this, and really the whole theme Jesus is talking about is worry. Uh, He's telling us not to worry about our lives. Don't worry about these the needs, about getting our needs met. He says that the Gentiles worry about these things. And uh, also, he makes a statement uh, in here, and he says it often, to his disciples, oh, you of little faith. When we begin to worry, it does show that we have little faith. We're worrying about our lives against the promise of God. And so Jesus is saying, and he gives the confidence that even two things, he says the birds of the air, they don't don't work, and yet they gather. God, God feeds them. And then he talks about the the lilies of the field, God provides for them as well. He provides clothing for them. It's even better than King Solomon. And, uh, but he says as the Gentiles, those people who do not believe in God, those people who do not have a right relationship with God, they seek after these things. It tells us that we are different than that. 
We're not like those Gentiles. We don't need to seek about after those things. In fact, Jesus, what he's saying here, he tells us that we need to switch our worry, our concern, rather than being concerned about all these things that the Gentiles are worried about, or the unchristians, or the unbeliever, these things that they're concerned about and that they live for. We are to switch. We're to change it, and we're to live for something else. And he says that in verse 33. This is the key verse. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, there are two things that come to mind when I think about the word kingdom of God. And I've taken time through the years to really chew on this. Number one, when I think about the kingdom of God, I think about the rule of God, the realm of God, his, his country where he rules. And in that way, uh, we, when we think about seeking first the kingdom of God, we're thinking about growing the kingdom. We're thinking about the church. We're thinking about the body of Christ in this world, growing his kingdom, advancing his kingdom in this world. And so in that aspect, we're thinking about the kingdom. But the second one is as well, it, it, they're related to each other. Uh, the second one has to do with the second coming of Christ. When he returns, because uh, the kingdom, even though has come, his rule has come in our hearts when we, when we confess Christ and we repent of our sins and come to him, has come, it, we enter into that kingdom. But at the same time, it hasn't fully been realized until Jesus' second coming. In, in the book of Revelation, it says that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord when Jesus will actually be on this earth ruling the earth. So he tells us to be seeking that kingdom, the, seeking the kingdom now of advancing the kingdom, but also seeking and putting our heart and our affection on the kingdom when Jesus returns and, and sets up his kingdom. And so the Gentiles, they're all worried about this temporary life. They're all wrapped up in this, the things of this life. But God calls us to be wrapped up into e eternal things. We, we change the way we look at our lives. We, we have an, an eternal perspective, an eternal viewpoint. So we live according to that, that vantage point of eternity. We do uh, seek to win people to Christ. We do seek to disciple people because those will have eternal significance. Uh, we don't worry about all these other things that, that's going to die and, and burn up and be gone. We worry about the things that are going to be uh, eternal significance. Uh, the, the second part, he said, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, I think the seek the righteousness of God, it has two things as well. Number one, the first thing we seek, seek God's righteousness for is seeking to be righteous in Christ. We in right standing with God. To, to seek God's righteousness is to seek to be declared right with God. And, and about one, we're positionally righteous with God. Uh, the Apostle Paul talked about it in Philippians chapter 3. And um, that's what I thought about when Paul was seeking to be righteous, when he was seeking the righteousness of God, he was doing it through faith. And I want you to notice what he says here. Chapter 3, verse 8, he says, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own own, but listen to this, that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So this faith, the righteousness, we seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. We got to seek his righteousness, like Paul says, through faith. So it's a righteousness that is given to us by God. It's the righteousness of 
Christ. And we can say a lot more about that. But in the New Testament sense, we are seeking to be right with God. Now, that's through faith. And there's a second part of that, too, is we're living out the righteousness that God calls us to live. There's a lifestyle here, okay? So it's just we're declared righteous. We are positionally before God righteous, but we also to live righteous. And we're seeking. We want to live righteous before God as well. So Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he says, and all these things will be added to you. The needs, all these things that the Gentiles worry about, their, their temporary needs will be taken care of. He says, God will take care of it. Basically, in a, in a way, Jesus is saying that if you take care of the concerns of my father, my father will take care of your concerns. First, we prioritize. We take care of the things that God wants us to, that, that's God's concern. We take care of that concern first, and then God will take care of the concerns that we might have. Okay, so this is kind of a, an interesting switch that Jesus tells us. So seek those for seek the kingdom of God, and you don't have to worry about yourself. And that's what he's saying. You don't have to worry about those things, but you do have to worry about the kingdom of God and put that on your mind. You you can allow yourself to get preoccupied with the concerns of the kingdom and the righteousness of God, and know that God's going to take care of everything else. Everything else is going to fall into place. Verse thirty four, Jesus says, "Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself." Sufficient for the day is his own trouble. So Jesus is saying, don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, he says, today, live in today. Because tomorrow, what happens is we start worrying about tomorrow and we neglect what we can be doing today. And by the way, also, God, the Bible teaches that God revealed himself to um, Moses he says, I am that I am. Of the burning bush, he revealed himself to Moses. And that's when God said that, it is the right English. I am, it's right, the right Hebrew, that meaning that God is present. He is the eternal present one. I am. So we don't seek God tomorrow. We don't seek God yesterday. Even though God is the Alpha and the Omega, he's always present in all time we have to seek god today and all the things that we we do in in living for god it has to be done in this moment in the now not worrying about tomorrow and so god says let it take care of itself but we got to worry about today because god can that can be totally gone uh, by the time we get to tomorrow and there's a lot of people and i know myself there are times when i neglect what i should be doing today when i'm worrying about tomorrow and I need to be taking care of what God gives me to do today. And sometimes God brings a distraction. Somebody comes into my life and I don't want to do something with that person because I have, I have things to take care of for tomorrow. Well, I have to be faithful with what I have today to do. And then when I'm faithful with that, then I can trust that God's going to help me to, when tomorrow becomes today. <laughs> okay. All right, so this is what Jesus says about worry. He says, don't worry, about, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about these things. But he does tell us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't worry about tomorrow. Be focused on today. Okay? Well, you know, if this we can do this, we're actually in, we'll be living in line with God and we'll be living in his will. And as I know there's people that like to plan things out so far in advance. But you know what? God in the Old Testament, we see him over and over again. God, he's usually never 
early and he's never late. He's right on time. And God usually moves moment by moment. Can you imagine being Abraham when God told Abraham to leave his father's house and leave his home country and go to a land I will show you? And Abraham said, well, where am I going? God said, I'll show you when you get there, when you got there. <laughs> and there's no plan. It's just he had to obey God and moment by moment had to trust God. Same was with Moses when he was leading the Israelites out of, out of Egypt. Um, uh, out of Egypt, he had, to, he had to lead them moment by moment. God had to lead them and he had to just trust God for the next step. Joshua and, and, and the children of Israel are in Jericho and, you know, Jericho, Ai and all those places. Uh, God had to lead them moment by moment. And Jesus is telling us, this is how he wants us to live, like the birds and like the lilies of the field. We just look for God's provision every day. We look to God. And remember Jesus taught in the model prayer, in this section, he says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He moves on down. He says, give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say, give us this year our yearly food or yearly provision or our monthly or weekly bread. He, he, he talked about it as if it was day by day that we were to focus on. And Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1 says, Boast not yourself of tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. See, we just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't even know if we're going to have tomorrow. We, I mean, Jesus may return tomorrow and it's all done. And so we've been worried about tomorrow, and uh, it didn't even happen. <laughs> so, uh, so don't worry about tomorrow. And that's what Jesus taught. This is what he's saying to his disciples. And when they worry about all these things, when we worry about all these things, we can hear Jesus saying, Oh, you little faith, you need to trust me. You need to trust me. You need to trust me with those details, but I want you to worry about these other things. I want you to think about the kingdom. I want you to think about my righteousness. I want you to pursue righteousness in your life. So, all right. So uh, think about this today. Think about where you are. You know, there's a, a Proverbs, uh, not in a Proverbs, Philippians tells us, do not be anxious for anything, but in all things through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God passes all understanding. She will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you're worried, you're worried and you're a Christian, you don't have to be. You, you, you're worried against the will of God, and God doesn't want you to be worried. Okay, well, I challenge you with that. You don't have to worry. And if you are worried, the, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about Hebrews chapter 4. It talks about the rest of God. It talks about, it talks about entering into God's rest. Those who will not trust God have not entered into God's rest. They're like the children of Israel. They're complaining and they're worried about how God's going to provide instead of simply saying, you know, God's going to take care of this. God's got this. I'm going to worry about these things he's told me to worry about, such as how to share Christ with other people, how to disciple people, about, how, about Christian fellowship, how to worship God, how to love God, faith in him and trust him for righteousness in my life. These things, not those other things. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, check us out on our website, tbccanton.com. That's tbccanton.com. We have video messages there, and you can also use our email 
tab on there. Till next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.